the American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Man, am I the only one getting a lump in my throat when I hear that? What a, what a tremendous line uh, from the State of the Union last night. Good morning. It's 517. I'm Joe Kelly. And I want to do to loop in here Brian Kilmeade and get your take, Brian, on the State of the Union last night, uh, which, of course, we, we all heard live here on News 96.5 WDBO. Brian, good morning. Hey, uh, Joe, I thought uh, I agree with you and your promo before this. It was, a, it was a really great speech. It was extremely well done. You had the military surprises. You had humanizing the face of terror and why it was so important to kill Soleimani and Baghdadi. You had uh, a situation, uh, of course, with Kayla in al-Baghdadi's place where she was kidnapped and tortured, and then he was taken out. And then you have uh, uh, the highlighting of the Tuskegee Airmen, who's 100 years old, and the fact is, they have a uh, they have a space force to underline, and he's going she's going to be he's going to be featured in that. But of course, uh, it was an hour and eighteen minutes, one hundred and twelve standing ovations, almost all from the Republicans. You had um, three lawmakers storm out of it because they said they couldn't take it anymore, including former military guy Seth Moulton. Now you know why he's such an epic fail as a candidate. That is absolutely rude. But I expected of Rashid Tlaib, which he did. And um, so uh, in the end, when the president blew off Nancy Pelosi's handshake, uh, at the end, she got him back by tearing up a speech. But a speech that had all types of great words and great moments in it. So she wasn't tearing up the president's words. She was tearing up American history. She was tearing up uh, the memory of the people I just mentioned. I just think it it was idiotic. One by one, ripping up pages, it was the only thing she can do. Do you but, get the sense, Brian, that, that you know, when, when the president snubbed her with a handshake, that she probably uh, went into a, a mental a stage of rage while she was sitting back there watching and listening to the speech? Do you think that she tried to come up with a way at the end of the speech to get back at the handshake snub and then all she came up with was tearing up the speech? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I and mean, what I think she had, she she could she looked down, she looked disinterested. She okay, check there. She dressed in white because uh, I guess women's suffrage and the way the president uh, she claims treats women. Uh, so what else can she do? So she tears up the speech and she does it. I was uh, I, I'm watching it happen behind me. I'm like, here we go. So she wants that to be the story, but the story really is the president's approval ratings at forty nine percent. It's all-time high in this polarized society for him. The economy is in the 60s. Now today at 4 o'clock, he is going to get acquitted on this impeachment charge. He did not mention it last night, which was great. And I uh, let's see if he can keep this momentum going. And the market went up 500 points yesterday, which is everyone's 401K and pension plan listening to us right now are feeling it. And that means more investment. That means I mean, there's nothing bad about it. I mean, he's on a roll. I mean, think about Barack Obama. He's going for uh, re-election with all the charisma he had and the presence and the uni- unifying the Democratic Party behind him. He was at 45 percent at this point on his re-election. And his best goal was destroy Mitt Romney, not run on his record. The president sat there last night and ran on his record. I mean, she tore up the Tuskegee Airmen highlight. She tore up uh, low unemployment for African-Americans and minorities across the board. I mean, she tore up uh, uh, looking back at American history, citing 
the great American attitude from the, the frontier to the Alamo. I mean, that's what she was tearing up. So I really think she should have thought it through. You know, I'm not sure, you know, the president made the right move, not shaking her hand after last time with that condescending handshake. He said, the heck with this. But then again, she's the one who is trying to impeach him and keeps telling everybody he's impeached for life. So do you really want to shake that person's hand and then turn around and, and say, here's my authentic feelings on the speech? You would have been inauthentic to do so. But we're not the vice president on television today. So I'm going to ask him right away. I don't think he said one word to her. Uh, throughout the entire process. I mean, every time I saw the stage, even before the president walked out, they were not talking at all. Which, so, if, if, that, um, if that's true, then we know that Nancy Pelosi has not spoken a word to President Trump and, and the other way around uh, in a couple of months now. I mean, for, for a president and a speaker to have zero dialogue for months on end is pretty extraordinary. Unbelievable. She goes, I'm, you know, I'm, she said in a pre-bottle speech, and Chris Wallace was there, he gave us some notes. She said, I'll still do prescription drugs. Uh, he's not important enough uh, in my life. If I could do something together in the next few months, I will do it. There's a chance prescription drug reduction could get done. But do you notice one thing? All, all the people listening to you and I right now, uh, Joe, care about health care. It's a universal thing. You don't like Obamacare. You do like Obamacare. You like some of the free market principles. You can't keep your doctor. We know that was a lie. You can't keep your plan. We know that was a lie. But then you, you rip up that plan and have no replacement to it. That's not good. So the president was going out of his way to bring up health care. His numbers are showing that health care matters. So something could get done on that front. Give us uh, give us your take on Rush Limbaugh being there last night. I think that uh, caught a few people off guard and certainly didn't make a lot of Democrats happy. Uh, you know, he's got stage four cancer. He did not look good. Um, I think he is one of the best communicators on radio, television, uh, on stage I've ever seen. If, if you look, if you listen to his announcement and the way he said, I don't want to let you down and I, I don't want to worry, burden you with this. He's talking to nine million people who listen to him every day, but he's talking to one. That's his brilliance every day. He's talking to one person, but it happens to be an audience of nine million. And as a communicator, you just strive for that. Number two is I just hope that people who are very liberal understand how effective he is. He's a believer in what he says. Uh, he changed the trajectory of the country. I mean, Barack Obama wouldn't have given it to him. He vilified him. But the president said, great person, great man, got to know him personally. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight it. I thought it was a good move. I thought also the surprising the family with the returning soldier was yeah. a great move uh, to the other side of Melania. Yeah. So I think it was I think it was great. I, I think you as a radio guy uh, can even if you don't agree with everything Rush says, man, the way he does it, yeah. uh, he'll never be replaced. And hopefully, there's a battle plan for the stage four lung cancer. Now, last last question for you. We're talking to Brian Kilmeade. If you're just joining us, so you're thinking, who's that guy? That's uh, that's Brian Kilmeade. I'm Joe Kelly. And we're talking about the State of the Union last night. Now, the, the president had some very interesting discussion last night about socialism. And it certainly seemed as if he was teeing up uh, Bernie Sanders for a potential, uh, you know, general election matchup, uh, blasting socialism in all of its forms last night. Juan Guaido, uh, he's uh, the legitimate president of uh, Venezuela. Right now, it's being run by Maduro, a brutal dictator who took over for Hugo Chavez, whose socialist principles ground a, a Venezuelan economy into the ground and, and really paralyzed its people, took away their guns. 
and left them powerless and suffering, even though they're an oil-rich nation that should be thriving. So he underlined that. It was brilliant but, and, and also necessary. We're forgetting about Venezuela. They're in our own hemisphere, and Iran and Russia are creating havoc in that country. That's the only thing that's propping up this clown. So hopefully well, Venezuela will go back in the mainstream and was brilliant because it also domestically, just so you know, Bernie Sanders does not run from that label. He embraces it. He won Iowa. He is winning in the latest UMass poll. I just wrote this down, Amherst poll, 22 to 16 over Mayor Pete. Biden again falls. to It looks like he's falling again to fourth place, third or fourth place uh, behind uh, uh, maybe Tom Steyer was within two points of him. So he's failing. And the socialist is winning. So uh, on every front, Joe, to back up your point, this was, this, that was a great move. Uh, I see that Chris Steyerwald is going to be on with you today on radio. And I, I love when you and Chris are on. Uh, and you're going to be talking about the impeachment, about the State of the Union and more, I would imagine. Yeah, we got Congressman Doug Collins who's going to be running for Senate in Georgia. Uh, he is one of the president's greatest defenders in the House. We'll talk about the acquittal at 4 o'clock today. Robert O'Brien, the national security advisor, took over for John Bolton. I think he's going to be in studio. I'm coming to you from Washington, D.C., and Steve Hayes will be here. So uh, just four, and we might also have some surprises. I also spent a lot of time uh, with uh, Dan Crenshaw yesterday and Brian Mass, two veterans. One gave his eye and one gave two of his legs for this country. Talked about what is, uh, what is it like being a lawmaker uh, and a veteran um, and young, uh, under 35, uh, serving in the House. So I spent a lot of quality time with him yesterday. And maybe we'll bring back some of that interview, which will be featured on television, too. We love you here in Orlando, Brian Kilmeade, and we'll certainly be tuning in this morning, 9 a.m. till noon, here on News 96.5 WDBM. Thank you, sir, so much. I appreciate that. Back at you, Joe.